0: This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey. <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com weightloss.
1: know the importance of receiving their medication on time, every time, for motor symptoms. But being admitted to a hospital presents special challenges because hospitals have their own schedules for dispensing medications. When I spoke with Rose Lang, she recounted their experiences when her husband John recently broke his hip and was hospitalized. Rose, a retired pharmacist, Parkinson's care partner, and Parkinson's Foundation Aware in Care ambassador, stepped in to inform the hospital staff about John's requirement for his medications on his usual schedule, not according to the hospital's normal routine. And the experience showed Rose how much hospital staffs need to be educated about Parkinson's disease and what role she could play. She also has advice for other care partners, whether they have a healthcare background as she does or not. So, what was the situation with your husband and the hospitalization?
2: Well, my husband has Parkinson's disease, and in January of this year, he fell after getting out of bed. And after evaluation by the EMT first responders, he was transported to our local hospital via ambulance, of course, not knowing. The extent of his injury. And that was the beginning of our firsthand experience with the challenges that exist when a Parkinson's patient is admitted to the hospital.
1: Did your husband have an aware and care kit or was this when you decided it's a good idea?
2: Here is a quick word from our sponsor.
0: We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows Enjoy the show.
2: Well, he's always had an Aware and Care Kit since I became affiliated with the foundation. And fortunately, his Aware and Care Kit and his cell phone both provided his lifeline, you might say, while he was in the ER. He was, because of that, able to administer his own meds. And he had to take four doses, in fact, which was an amazing accomplishment since he had a broken hip.
1: Yeah. I'm also surprised they allow people to take their own medication. Usually it has to be
2: dispensed. That was somewhat of an issue for him. You know, there were some complications due to the current COVID pandemic when he was admitted to the ER because at that time no one was allowed in with the patient. This can actually be a problem with all Parkinson's patients who may not be able to communicate their own needs. In our case, John was able to communicate, but the overlying problem is, in addition to any injury, the Parkinson's patient has to be regularly medicated in order to control the symptoms of their disease. In my husband's case, it was every three hours. And although he was in the ER for 10 hours, he was never provided any Parkinson's medication by the hospital staff, even though he did have a written documentation of all of his meds. So
1: besides that, did you recognize any problems while he was hospitalized?
2: Well, that was when we breathed a sigh of relief is when he was actually admitted to the hospital. Because the nursing staff and the attending physicians at UF Health were amazing and were so willing to work with us. Initially, I did have to have some discussions because in hospitals they have set regulations of how they do things, but I discussed the need to have his medications on time every time to prevent any problems with the symptoms. And this meant that they had to adjust their hospital schedule for giving meds. And the good thing about the Aware and Care kit was that I also had the tear off sheets that are available to educate actually healthcare professionals on what the needs of the Parkinson's patient are, the characteristics of the disease, what drugs need to be avoided. And I distributed it to everyone on the staff that I came in contact with. They were most cooperative. I suppose
1: pills on time sometimes might not fit into the hospital's either schedule or terminology. Four times a day could be Every six hours, it could be four times a day when someone's awake, it could be at certain hours. Did you have to explain this also?
2: I actually did. Of course, having been a hospital pharmacist myself during part of my career, I was very familiar with the processes that happen in the hospital. And because there are so many patients and staff is limited, when a distribution is made of a medication, it's quote-unquote, on time if it's an hour before or an hour after. That does not work for a Parkinson's patient. So I explained that it was necessary for him to have his own schedule in addition. So they provided his regular meds, whatever he was taking in the hospital, pain meds, et cetera, on their schedule, but put in a new schedule of every three hours for his medication. You had
1: specialized background, and you could speak from the position of a hospital pharmacist. Do you think this would have the authority or would work as well for someone who is just a care partner but doesn't have that expertise?
2: Well, I will say that the caregiver has to be committed to advocating for the Parkinson's patient. And that's the beauty of the Aware and Care Kit, because everything is very clearly outlined on these tear-off sheets. It explains it to healthcare professionals and why it's so important for these things to be followed. And unfortunately, it's a regular occurrence that patients have problems because of this. And I can appreciate, as a healthcare professional, that you can't know everything about every disease. So I think when it's presented as a means of education and support for the patient care, that a person can accomplish this.
1: Do you think this is an ongoing issue with the hospitalization, not just assume that because you explained it on day one, it's going to carry over to day two through eight or whatever?
2: Here is a quick word from our sponsor.
0: We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios Enjoy the show.
2: Most definitely, several members of our support groups here in the villages have shared their stories of similar situations when the caregiver is isolated from the patient, and the patient doesn't get their meds on time, and the symptoms of the disease are exacerbated, and unfortunately, we have to continue to be vigilant, and every time everyone has an opportunity, we have to take that opportunity to educate not just the healthcare professionals, but the patients and the caregivers themselves.
1: Do you think that the problems that you encountered and John encountered, even though you were in what you described as a very good hospital with very good attentive staff, would be prevalent in other hospitals?
2: Definitely. That's one of the reasons why the Parkinson's Foundation is so committed to this aware and care program. And in fact, they've distributed over 100,000 aware and care kits to patients just for that fact, to empower them to be their own advocates. This is a prevalent problem, and Parkinson's is a very prevalent disease now.
1: But you've now become sort of a traveling educator. You're bringing this (laughs) knowledge to other hospitals.
2: Well, yes. Through my contacts with the actual staff nurses, I had requested to speak with a nursing supervisor about my willingness to provide a Parkinson's in-service for their staff. And subsequently, I have met with that person. And I'm scheduled to present a program on Parkinson's for the nursing staff for two of our local hospitals, both affiliated with UF Health. And I'm also working with the nursing educator coordinator, I think. I call her in the rehab department to provide the same for physical therapists and occupational therapists and speech-language therapists.
1: Are you sure what the nursing supervisors get is going to be transmitted to their staff?
2: I'm actually going to do the presentation myself. I have support from the Parkinson's Foundation and we have slide decks and materials to distribute. So I'll be talking directly to the nurses themselves.
1: Ah, good, okay.
2: What lessons
1: are there here for other care partners?
2: Well, the one thing that a care partner for Parkinson's has to realize is that over 300,000 Parkinson's patients are hospitalized every year. It doesn't necessarily have to be for reasons associated with the Parkinson's. It could be any reason. My husband, a broken hip. It could be a heart condition, whatever. And regardless of the reasons, there is a need for the caregiver and the patient to be aware of the issues that exist when they are hospitalized and the Aware and Care Kit provides a hospitalization manual that educates the patient on what the issues are and also these materials that I mentioned to you before. In addition to a medication download sheet that they can put their own meds on, and there's a hospital letter that the Parkinson's Foundation excuse me, provides for the patient which explains in writing why it's so necessary for the caregiver to be present. And that is a document that can be signed by the neurologist that cares for the patient and presented to the staff when the patient's admitted. Every little bit helps. It's just an educational process. It's slow, but I think every time we impact one person, we make it better for the next person who comes in.
1: Are the COVID restrictions still in place. I would think it would be hard to advocate for someone over the phone getting nursing staff on the line or convincing them over the phone how important it is. So not being there, is that an added complication?
2: It is definitely an added complication. Some of the COVID restrictions now have been changed. In other words, A patient now that's admitted to the hospital, at least here in our area, can have one visitor, which is better than it was during the height of the COVID problem. As far as the emergency room, I still think that's a restricted area. But, you know, it it transposes not just from hospitals, so care centers, rehabs, and this continues to be a problem for the Parkinson's patient. So, It's very necessary for the caregiver to be there. And I think as more people are vaccinated, I think that some of these will lessen. Obviously, over the phone is a very difficult thing, even in doctor's offices right now. Some doctor's offices are still restricting anybody going in with a patient. I actually had that situation when John went for a recheck with a surgeon and uh, the caregiver was not permitted, but I did present them with the letter from the Parkinson's Foundation, which explained why this was important, and I was allowed in the first visit.
1: You spoke pretty highly of the Aware and Care kit. Do you see anything that should be added to it?
2: Well, there's a lot in it already. I mean, there's a, a bracelet for the patient. There's a, a wear and care ID card for their wallet. As I mentioned, the hospital booklet explaining you know what you go through in a hospital stay, the medication tear off sheets. So there are also cards there for patients who have either deep brain stimulation or a Duopa pump, which is a way to administer medications directly in the intestine, and those patients need special care in the hospital as well. So there is quite a bit in it, and the foundation makes it very easy for patients to get this information and, in fact, to get updates as they add to the inserts that are added. Just call the 800 number. The Parkinson's Foundation is really the go-to resource, I think, for all patients and caregivers.
1: Is there anything important or interesting to add?
2: Two pieces of advice. I would advise any Parkinson's patient to have a movement disorder specialist, which is a neurological specialist in Parkinson's. And I would suggest that they join a support group. Support groups are very, very helpful because we all learn from each other. We help ourselves by helping others, actually. So that would be some of my advice. And then to get connected on the website with the Parkinson's Foundation.